Welcome to the Christian Outlook, the weekly radio program that sorts through the issues in our fast-changing world in a way that honors your Christian faith. Brought to you in partnership with our sponsor, the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, this week, Stuart Epperson, the co-founder of the Salem Media Group, goes home to be with the Lord. Without Stu Epperson, there is no Salem Media. There is no Salem Podcast Network. There's no Salem products without Stu. And it really is a remarkable loss for our country and for our company. We'll talk to his son, Stu Jr., about the media enterprise he built. Back in the day, someone heard a guy named John MacArthur. They said, man, this guy can this guy can bail the hay. We got to right. get him on the radio. <laughs> and his dad's gospel-centered heart. I think of Romans 10, 17, one of dad's favorites. Faith comes by hearing, Hmm. hearing by the word of God. Plus, we'll take a step back to a 2020 conversation with a late leader in Christian media. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he's near. I'm Scott Furrow. Great to be with you today. I'm the host of the Pastor Scott Show, heard Monday through Friday in Southern California. I'm coming to you from my home station of KKLA in Los Angeles. You can catch my program each day through our live stream at kkla.com and also through the TuneIn Radio app. Take a moment to follow the Christian Outlook on Twitter at TC Outlook. That's TC Outlook. Thanks for joining us for a special edition of our program. On Monday this week, Stuart Epperson Sr. died. He was the co-founder of the Salem Media Group along with his brother-in-law, Ed Atzinger, The radio station I'm broadcasting from and the studio I'm in right now is one of some 100 radio stations of Salem Media. From websites to book publishing to podcasts to the Salem News Channel and so much more, it's quite the media enterprise that Stu and Ed built. We'll turn first to Chris Gould, a senior vice president with Salem. He was a guest of Bob Burney on WRFD, The Word, in Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, I, I know he meant a lot to you. He did. Many people would not maybe know that name, but without Stu Epperson, there is no Salem Media. There is no WRFD. There's no Salem Podcast Network. There's no Salem Web Network. There's no Salem News. There's no Salem products without Stu, of course, and his brother-in-law, our our current um, chairman, Executive Chairman Ed Atzinger. So they were they were family, but they were partners for 50 years, yeah. and it really is a remarkable loss for our country and for our company. Well, Chris, uh, obviously Stuart Epperson was an astute businessman, and God honored that. But um, I knew him because of his gentleness, and he was the consummate gentleman. My first real interaction was Stu Epperson. I was new with the company. I had just started doing the daily talk show, and we were at a national meeting. I don't remember where it was. And uh, I wanted to meet him personally. And uh, I immediately recognized him. You could tell him from a mile away. He was tall, (laughs) lanky. He was unmistakable. And so I went up to him. I put out my hand, and I said, Mr. Epperson, and I began to introduce myself. And Chris, he immediately looked at me and he said, you don't need to introduce yourself. I know who you are. You're Bob Bernie. And I said, excuse me, sir. How how did you know that? He said, Chris, listen. He said, I recognize your voice. I have listened to your program. Mm. Chris, we are a big, big company. And Stu Epperson took time 
to listen to my program enough, he recognized my voice. I mm. never forgot the personal touch mm. of Stu Epperson. Wow. Yeah, he he had a way of uh, encouraging you and and building people up. And um, he he was just a gifted, as you said, a kind, you know, he's an elder Christian statesman. Yeah. And really the room would light up when he would walk in. He had an unmistakable smile and, and really a love for people. Yeah, he he not only made his mark in our country, you know, with this big broadcast now digital media company, you know, he he was very involved in local, you know, Section 8 housing and Christian youth mentoring and had a had a heart for kids and and the family and marriage. And he was really the total package. He's someone that all of us can continue to learn from, even though he's gone to heaven. Um, He's someone we can learn from Bob every day of the rest of our lives, because we have the blessing of having the, the teaching, the love, the guidance of a truly remarkable follower of Jesus Christ, Stu Epperson. And his energy, I under, he, he had struggled with, with illness for quite some time, but I understand he was riding his bicycle just a week or so ago or two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. He was a prolific cycler, and uh, he had leukemia in these last, um, really, last couple of years. The last year was really difficult. So, um, yeah, he had a number of you know, blood transfusions to kind of keep him going on you know regular basis, but he would still get on that bike. The it's the, the the bike he was riding toward the end of his life life is the one that's low to the ground. It's Re- almost like recumbent, you're, recumbent, recumbent bike. But you're kind of seated. Yeah. And I mean, he would ride that bike. He was riding it uh, right up until he passed away, uh, pretty much. I mean, he was on it last week, and went home to be with the Lord yesterday morning. Well, I think it speaks so well that. Salem Media is going to continue and do quite well. Salem Media is not going to fall apart because Stu Epperson died. And I think that speaks so well to his leadership. How how would you describe the legacy? Chris, we've got about a minute left. How would you describe the legacy of Stuart Epperson Sr.? Well, I guess what I would say is, you know, he was a humble man you know, with a big vision. He loved people. He loved God, loved the Bible. Um, I think Romans 10, 17 was one of his favorite verses. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And uh, he, along with his brother-in-law, Ed Atzinger, they went on to build a fantastic communications company, primarily on radio and now on digital. And his motto was he wanted to build the best platforms possible for the best communicators of the gospel. And that's what they did. He was a man of his word, and uh, we're all privileged to have known him. In the midst of the family's grief and the loss, I was pleased that Stuart's son, Stu Jr., agreed to come on my program. He's face-to-face with... The one he loved, the one he served, and the one he told everybody about. I said goodbye to my best friend on earth, and he said hello early yesterday morning 
to his best friend in heaven, Jesus Christ. And so it's really painful for our family right now. We're grateful for all the prayers, but we're praising God for just the time we had with Big Stu. Yeah, Big Stu. You know, tell us about your dad and his passion for Christian radio. Well, it started in the old uh, farmhouse back in the 1940s. He was just a little guy, and his brother brought home a kit, a box, just one of those radio stations in a box, and put it up in the attic, highest point in the house, and started broadcasting. Hmm. And preachers would come by and musicians would come by and pick and grin and play songs and hymns and play the organ and and preach the gospel. <laughs> and he just he, he saw the impact of that early on. It just created a real—this was in the early, early days of radio. And then my uh, um, Uncle Ralph, who got us all going, our real patriarch of our family and radio, built from that great experiment with a kit from John Brown University. He went on to build— WPAQ, one of the first AM stations in North Carolina, mighty AM740. Cousin Kelly, his son, is still running that station today, and dad was a DJ on that station. He sold time. He kind of did a little bit of everything, and just uh, early on, God planted that in his heart. He just kind of was a, a radio, became a radio nerd, a radio fan, and he saw the power of God's word going out. You know, you got one microphone like this show right here. Think about it. You're talking into a microphone, right? Your, your studio doesn't have 2 million people in it. You know, right. That's You're, right. You, you couldn't fit them all. You couldn't even have a studio audience in there of a, of a, uh, you know, of a, of a, of a sanctuary, but you're speaking to this microphone and so many people are hearing, be encouraged. You know, I think of Romans 10, 17, one of dad's favorites, faith comes by hearing, hmm. hearing, by the word of God. So early on, God planted his heart. He sowed some wild seeds, uh, got sidetracked a little bit with some bootlegging and up there in the, in the sticks in uh, Southwest uh, Virginia. But God got him somehow. He had a choice to make. He either go to, uh, go to jail or go to Bob Jones university. And so you can surmise which one he picked were Bob Jones. And he, he really put polish on him and taught him, really put some professionalism in, in them and speaking and communicating. And they have a great broadcast department there. And that's where he met mom. And that's where he met uncle Ed. They went on to start Salem and that's kind of all she wrote. And just a lot of God winks throughout there of how God just brought these stations, like the one that's broadcasting right now, carrying this interview, God supernaturally worked to open the door for the gospel on this radio station, which would have been potentially a lot bigger moneymaker you know, as a, as a general market station, sports, mm. you know, rock and roll, whatever. And God just put a vision in Uncle Ed and Dad early on to find the best facilities to broadcast the best communicators of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, the ministry of Christian radio, I'm even amazed at how many people talk about how they just happen to be flipping through the station and they came across somebody's show, somebody's sermon show or a show like this or a show like yours, and it turned their life around. I'll bet that your dad is meeting some of those people today. I, I have a belief that we, we get to meet some of the people that somehow we had an impact in them spiritually that we didn't even know about. That's in that a, in a beautiful thought. And it's, it's uh, you know, I, you know one, of the, one of my mentors who's in heaven said this to me, goodness, maybe a decade ago. He said, you know, God doesn't let you see all the, the mighty things he's doing through you on earth all the time. Because if he did, our heads would be so big, we wouldn't be able to get through the door, right? That's right. <laughs> so, 
So I really, we really thank that. We really are, are just honored at the thought that, that he's meeting some folks. He's hugging some necks of people that just were driving down the road, just like people right now hear about a God that loves them so much. He sent his only son. Every other deity, every other fake God on this planet is about you got to climb up the ladder to get to me. But one, the one true God, he sent his son to us. He came down, Emmanuel, God with us. We celebrated at Christmas. And he came to save sinners just like me, sinners like Biggs too. And so, you know, this is what makes this unique. Coming up. I think of Romans 10, 17, one of dad's favorites. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. A few more minutes with Stuart Epperson Jr. in the next segment of The Christian Outlook. Stay with us. I bow my head to pray. I don't know what to say. As the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy celebrates our 25th anniversary year, please watch our new promotional video based on Ronald Reagan's 1976 radio address, Shaping the World for 100 Years to Come, on our Pepperdine SPP YouTube channel. And if you know someone who's thinking about graduate school this fall, we welcome applications at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. That's publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. When I grow up, I want to work for a woke company. Like super woke. When I grow up, when I grow up, I want to be hired based on what I look like rather than my skills. I want to be judged by my political beliefs. I want to get promoted based on my chromosomes. When I grow up, I want to be offended by my coworkers and walk around the office on eggshells and have my words policed by HR. Words like grandfather, peanut gallery, long time no see, no can do. When I grow up, I want to be obsessed with emotional safety and do workplace sensitivity training all day long. When I grow up, I want to climb the corporate ladder. Just by following the crowd. I want to be a conformist. I want to weaponize my pronouns. What are pronouns? It's time to grow up and get back to work. Introducing the number one woke-free job board in America, redballoon.work. Welcome back to The Christian Outlook. I'm Scott Furrow, host of The Pastor Scott Show. As we reflect back on the life and legacy of Stuart Epperson Sr. today, it is noteworthy the degree to which he, along with Ed Atzinger, shaped so many aspects of Christian media. Things that, if you're a regular listener to Christian programming, you may just take for granted. Let's catch a few more minutes of my conversation with Stuart Epperson Jr. He was in radio, goodness. I mean, if you think about it, like pre-teens, like as a little guy, mm-hmm. seven, eight years old. I mean, and he passed at 86, so that might be like over 78 years or almost 80 years of of doing this stuff and inspired me to do it. Your show obviously has been impacted, you know, and in, in all these great teachers. Back in the day, someone heard a guy named John MacArthur. They said, man, this guy can this guy can bail the hay. We got to right. get him on the radio. <laughs> someone figured out, you know, there were cassette tapes back then. And someone said, hey, let's do a little editing and let's put these, you know, Jay Vernon McGee, Chuck Swindoll. He was in California way back then. You know, now he's in Texas, still preaching the word daily on the radio. James Dobson, who would say frequently, man, I can sit in my studio and touch a whole lot of people and go home to my family and raise a godly seed, Hmm. you know, and be a godly husband and not be on the road every day doing this. And so him and Uncle Ed were among the pioneers, some other godly men early on. Who, who, who 
really popularized and mainstreamed as far as Christian radio goes, this Christian talk format, and then putting shows like this on to have conversation, to work it out. What is it you believe? Why do you believe that? And it's just so important. And there was no one that could ask questions and catechize like Big Stu. I mean, he would bring them up all the time. And he was on my show a lot as a guest. And he would host my show. And, he, and you know, ch- challenging me to think, challenging me to not just know why I believe, but, you know, know, what I believe, but why I believe it. So it's just neat to see, you know, we're, what, a, what a privilege to stand on the shoulders, you know, of such great uh, uh, patriarchs. And a lot of what we see, and this is important for the younger people, you know, us oldie, old, you know, oldie, fuddy duds, we know about a lot of these great speakers that are still on the radio. But for some of the younger folks, they, they need to know the story behind these men, some of whom have already gone to glory and are still R.C. Sproul and others who, who are Dr. Stanley, who passed mm-hmm. recently, but his sermons. The Word of God hasn't passed. That's right. The Word of God hasn't changed. And it's still still going out. And the grass withers, the flower fades. But the Word of our Lord endures forever. And that's really the power that he from heaven would point right to God to God's word and to the living word, Jesus Christ, Uncle Ed from earth, you know, talking about the greatness of what God's done through Salem would point right to Jesus, right to that cross and right to the power of God's word. And so I'm grateful and honored to be second, third generation, whatever I am, of someone who's just a, a privilege to be a custodian of putting God's word on the air and talking to friends like you and pointing people to the only one that can change their life and rock their world and take them to heaven and bring heaven into their life right now, the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, it's a privilege to be here doing this with you, and I'm grateful for your your dad and the ministry that he had since he was a little kid. Uh, and what a great story that is about how God put that on his heart and, and brought it back around. And uh, what a tremendous ministry. Uh, does your dad have a favorite Bible verse? Well, it's in his obituary. It's Romans 8.1. He loved it. He sang it. He quoted it. He he was memori- He was working on memorizing Romans eight as he passed. Mom has memorized it and quoting it as a gift to him at the memorial service later this week. And it's Romans eight one. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen. And that is a great verse for radio ministry too, because so many people out there listening who've lost hope, who've lost direction. That verse, it just matters. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And you come to him by faith. He's there for you today. Stuart Epperson was born in Ararat, Virginia, on the family farm where the family start in radio began. And it was there in 2020 when Stuart Jr. sat down with his father. I'm looking at the Blue Ridge Mountains, and I'm sitting on the porch of the house my dad, Stu Epperson Sr., was born in. Mr. Epperson, tell everyone what you're looking at real quick. I'm looking at the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains, part of the southern Appalachian. It's called Squirrel Spur, and just uh, over the top of the mountain is the famous Appalachian Trail, which lots of people have traveled on. It's a beautiful scene here like none other in the world. So we've ridden the bike. We saw Cousin Joey. We went to a bunch of the different houses that you've restored. A lot of military ministries happening up here. A lot of folks have come up and found Christ. There's the Prayer Mountain. There's a lot going up here in Ararat, Virginia, the home place, the birthplace of of your brother who got you into radio, Ralph Epperson, right? This is where it all started for radio. Yeah. Ralph came home from college and after working at the Naval Lab in 1943, and um, he put electricity into the house for the first time, and indoor plumbing, and and we had a bathroom, and uh, it was just a miracle. And then 
Then he built a little radio station upstairs, and suddenly we were the we were the most popular house in the whole community because people came in to talk on the radio and play the fiddle and banjo, and, and a lot of preachers came, and, and boy, they preached, and they were, had some great preachers out of these mountains yeah. talking about Jesus and, yeah. and, the, and the gospel of Jesus. And so I tell you what, I fell in love with radio right here in this house back in 1943-44. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Ralph was curious about things. He asked questions. He was a prodigy. Yeah. He was extremely smart. I remember he, you had a, you, he was always getting things in the catalog because you had two weeks to return it and get all your money back. So he ordered uh, things like a high-powered telescope and went out on the hill and invited everybody to come by and see the stars and the planets. And, and it was just amazing. My uncle named him the astronomer. And but uh, he was always curious. He went off to John Brown, uh, John Brown University. First, he went to Brevard, and they convinced him that uh, he should become a communist uh, in one semester. And he came home and told everybody in the church, "Look, I I just went to college, and I learned that I learned that uh, the Bible's not true. You're you're worshiping a false god," and just about broke everybody's heart in this community. But then. We heard on the radio, John Brown Sr., he said, if you can get out here, we'll teach you about the Lord, and if you can get out here, we'll give you a job and you can go to school. Ralph said, that's where I want to go. What? And so he hitchhiked out there with homemade clothes. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> and they gave him a job because you're from the farm, we gave you a, bar, a job in the barn. He said, no, I want to be in the radio. So they put him in the radio station and it was a love affair. And he graduated. And then a a val uh, he uh, he was a valedictorian at John Brown University, wow. and so then Ra Arnold went out for school and he served in the Battle of the Bulge and was wounded in the knee. That's a whole story to that. And he came back and he was he and I were very close, my brother, older brother. And then there was Lucy, my sister. She adopted me when she was she, I was born. She was ten years old. She was a second mother to me. Extremely close. Extremely. This everybody needs. Everybody needs someone who loves them and, yeah. and, and believes in them, and she really believed in me. And then there was Roy. He was a successful farmer here. He came. He was a bootlegger for a long time, and I kind of joined him in that trade back in 1952-53. And then he became a Christian later and really, really became a pillar of the church out here at Unity Church. And, his kids all went to Bob Jones University, as I did. <laughs> Bob, yeah. Coming up... Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he's near. Seek the Lord. Study the Bible. Get serious about it. Don't be a casual believer. Don't be a casual Christian. More of Stu Epperson, Jr. with Stuart Epperson, Sr. when the Christian Outlook returns in a moment. Hi, it's Mike Gallagher. I start every day by reading through the stories at Daybreak Insider. In just 10 minutes, I can zip through 10 stories that help me start my day and help shape where I go with The Mike Gallagher Show. Over a quarter million people get Daybreak Insider by email daily, and it's available to you at no cost. Go to daybreakinsider.com and simply plug in your email. That's daybreakinsider.com. In five minutes, you will be the most informed person in the office. That's daybreakinsider.com. Welcome back to The Christian Outlook, brought to you in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. 
You can learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. I'm Scott Furrow. Stuart Epperson was certainly a man with the heart of an evangelist, but he, like nearly all of us, had a point in time in his life when he needed to make a choice. What path was he going to follow? Let's return to more of the conversation of Stu Epperson Jr. with his late father, Stuart, from the family farmhouse in Ararat, Virginia. And so you came to impasse in your life where yeah. you got a little wild there and uh, you had a choice. You're going to go to the penitentiary or to go to Bob Jones University. You're still trying to figure out which one was uh, tougher, huh? Well, I did at that time, yeah. <laughs> but God used Bob Jones to really form your oh, spiritual yeah. life. And you met a wonderful woman there, I guess, too, who who's my a, mom. Right? It was a miracle place for me. Bob Jones University, Greenville, South Carolina. I met Nancy, my wife. She was born in Hawaii. And God just worked in our life in a wonderful way. And it's been a dream life. Yeah, we've had struggles. We've had problems. We've had challenges, but God has been there all the time leading us. And so I'm just so thankful for Jesus coming to my heart back when I was 10 years old. Your, your challenge to everyone is you're an 84-year-old man sitting on the porch of the house you grew up in, you were born in. Looking back now about life and about Christ, what's really important? I, I would advise you to do what God wants you. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he's near. Seek the Lord. Study the Bible. Get serious about it. Don't be a casual believer. Don't be a casual Christian. Be a true blue sold out to the Lord and study the Bible. Be a Bible student the rest of your life. On the porch of the home place, looking at the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains with my dad. And I'm in radio today because he had a big brother who brought a radio kit back from college and started one of the first radio stations i guess in north carolina maybe in the country wpaq am 740 got it to start right up here in the in the attic of this house and you uh grew up in that as a little guy huh uh pops i sure did he is uh, he started this back in 43 and um put electricity in the house and ralph started that he's started in the bedroom upstairs same room where my dad used to store a coffin or two under the bed. He was the undertaker, and he was he kind of built everything. He helped build all kinds of things, had a sawmill, yeah. did some mining. He did a little bit of everything, didn't he, your dad? He had a package, a funeral home. He operated out of the house. Not a good idea, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so so you you're, see these kids walk around with their phones listening to an app or listening to a radio station on their phone. Or, you, you know, you see... You, you, you had an A, all you had back then in the 40s was AM radio, and everyone had it, and that was the thing. Yeah. What's it like for you looking back at what was and how complex it's gotten? It's, uh, it's fascinating, isn't it, the changes? It has. Radio has never died. It's been, uh, it's been there all the way, and it still has a lot of life left in it. A lot of people still, thank goodness, are around. And uh, with my brother-in-law, Edward Datsinger, who's a visionary, really, really a, a great thinker. Uh, led by the Lord. He came to Bob Jones, and together we started this. We have about 100 radio stations now all over the country. Salem Media is the name of the company. Salem Media Group, and our goal is to provide, build a platform for the preaching of the gospel and the teaching of the ethics of the Bible, the Judeo-Christian tradition. That's our goal. Dad, Talk about what you're involved with now. You you touched on mentoring fatherless kids, helping the widow, helping the orphan. You're involved in that a lot, aren't you? It's just trying to love these kids and give them a meaning and give them a purpose. Buy them an ice cream, a soft serve, just to, to take an interest in them. Well, involved with Kids Extreme, which goes into um, neighborhoods where they have poverty kids with um, single parents. 
and uh, teaching them the Bible, trying to also teach them some basic skills in life, the very little kids. And uh, we need volunteers for that, Kids Extreme, working with Ron Pegram and Jackie Pegram, who is the greatest person I've ever known for young people, little people, uh, getting them excited about the Lord, telling them about Jesus. And then we have Christian Association of Youth Mentoring, which is a, a national organization, org. Uh, maybe 5,000 kids being mentored. One kid at a time is a great slogan, isn't it? One kid at a time. Think small. Just get involved with one kid. You can't kid. change the world, but you can change one kid. You, you can... can change one kid, believe me. And no matter, uh, I'm 84, and I still find that a kid who doesn't have a daddy uh, enjoys talking with me. I'm a little surprised at yeah. that. Okay, at 84 years old. Just some attention, talking about the Lord, encourage them, yeah. grab lunch, you know, there's, get them plugged into church, but they're waiting, and we're walking by getting political and this and that. How about just taking a kid and loving on them like Jesus did? Oh, amen. Just uh, just take that kid aside and talk with them yeah. and get acquainted with them. You'll be amazed at how they'll cling to you because these kids without fathers have never, many of them have never talked to an adult male. Okay, they don't have nothing to pattern their life by, and most a lot of them end up in prison, on the street, murdered, criminals. It's just a shame, and we can cure this through the power of God and the Holy Spirit. We can cure this by getting involved with one kid at a time. Coming up, when you get desperate, you will turn to the Lord. But why wait till you get desperate? You're desperate now and don't know it. We're desperate for Jesus. More on the life of Stuart Epperson when the Christian Outlook continues in just a moment. Stay with us. As the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy celebrates our 25th anniversary year, please watch our new promotional video based on Ronald Reagan's 1976 radio address, Shaping the World for 100 Years to Come, on our Pepperdine SPP YouTube channel. And if you know someone who's thinking about graduate school this fall, we welcome applications at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. That's publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Welcome back to The Christian Outlook. I'm Scott Furrow. Stuart Epperson's contributions to the field of Christian broadcasting cannot be overstated. He touched countless lives with his unwavering commitment to Christian communications excellence and using the airwaves to advance the truth. Those words come from the CEO of National Religious Broadcasters, Troy Miller. We're going to catch a few more minutes of that conversation with Stu Jr. with his late father, Stuart Epperson, from the family farm in Ararat, Virginia. Like so many other aspects of his life, the farm has been turned into its own tool of ministry from Truth Talk Live in 2020. Now, up here in Ararat, Virginia, there's a bunch of farmhouses and a bunch of I'll pull up here uh, on a random Saturday night, and there'll be a big bonfire and a bunch of special forces guys around the fire with their wives and a, a man of God bringing them a message, and guys will go up to Prayer Mountain and, and pray to receive Christ or rededicate their life to Christ. Tell everyone a little bit about your vision for this area, how God didn't just use this area to shape Stu Epperson Sr., but he's using now this area, Stu Epperson involved in this area, to shape others for Christ. What's your vision? Well, Larry uh, Ledford called me one day and said, you got some farmhouses and you got some land. Could we come up and bring the chaplains of Fort Bragg and other places? Want to bring people back from the Middle East? And this is a number of years ago. And so I said, well, sure, bring them up. And so we found that those 
Those soldiers coming up here, this became their favorite place to come. They came up here, and a lot of them found the Lord up here. And a lot of them got their lives together. We, about two months ago, a highway patrolman from California, he was in the Special Forces at Fort Bragg. He was in California Highway Patrol. His life was falling apart. Wife was going, and his kids were going, and he was suicidal. And his counselor said, you need to get away somewhere. So he called his chaplain at Fort Bragg. And he said, well, let's go to Ararat, Virginia, spend some time. So they came up here, a few days talking and walking, conversation. And then when he was ready to leave, he said, now I'm ready to talk about becoming a Christian. Mm. Tell me how to become a Christian. And so he prayed to receive Christ. And the last report, his life has come turned around. His wife mm. and he are getting back together. And his kids, and it just oh. made a big difference. So... Sometimes if you can get alone with God yeah. in, a, in a private place like this, and you see the wonder of nature, what God has created, and you start thinking about God in a very serious way, okay? Get away from it all. So that's why we have this here. And if anybody wants to come to get away, call us. We'll try to work it out, <laughs> okay. okay? That's right. Uh, well, and we'll talk about Jesus while right. you're here. And that's what you, he does now. He's got a little cabin, and whenever uh, youngsters want to come fish in the big pond or they want to go big swimming, lake. the big lake. What, what do you, what's the requirement, Mr. Everson? I go down and say, look, hey, how you doing, man? I'm glad to see you. I just have one requirement for you to fish here or swim. And they say, what's that? I say, we've got to talk for about 10 minutes, and we've got to talk about Jesus. Have you ever heard of him? And so I go through <laughs> the whole plan of salvation, how Jesus wow. came and everything. And, and so far, everybody has uh, accepted that, that uh, condition. Many of them are Christians mm. already. I encourage him to get closer to God. Mm. One guy on Saturday night uh, came up and he said, he said, hey, you already talked to me. <laughs> and I said, well, do you believe in Jesus? Are you in? Are you born yeah. again? Wow. And he said, yeah, yes, I am. Thank wow. you. So, they, they're, they're fishing uh, for, for whatever the catch of the day is in that pond, but yeah. they don't know they're being fished for themselves, right? That's right. right. And, uh, God gave Stephen who we read about in Acts, maybe, maybe he was only 25 years old or so. God, you know, he was a young life, you, you know, but God gave him a short life, but a very powerful life. And he had one more sermon to preach in Acts 7. We have it recorded there. And then he died uh -huh. and went straight to heaven. God's given you eight decades plus an eight and a half. What, uh, what's your, what your final sermon? If you got, if you, if we hand you the mic and say, you got one more sermon before you go on home, what do you say to everybody, uh, Pops? I'd say, look to Jesus. Get your Bible out. I'm looking down at a store right now run by Amos Beasley many years, many years ago. My mother invited him to church, invited him to read the Bible, quoted scripture to him. It never, it never touched him. One day he got sick. He went to Winston, Mount Airy doctor and they said, no, you got to go to Baptist Hospital in Winston-Salem and take a look and he went down there and they did x-rays and examinations and they said to him they said he told me this story he said Amos you know you've got leukemia and you're going to die Amos said I rushed out of that office I got in my car I, I burnt the road up coming home oh. I ran into the I got through Mount Airy I came to right here to Ararat I, I went into the store which I'd been running and I went into the bedroom and I looked in all over the house for a Bible. <laughs> he said, I got that Bible out, he said, and I started reading it. And he said, Stuart, I read that Bible. And he said, I read 
I read John 3:16, and 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 Nicodemus came to Jesus, and he said, "I I asked Jesus to come into my heart, mm. and uh, and I'm saved." And he says, "I'm going to heaven when I die." Wow! And he said, "I'd love to hear you preach." And so we uh, we were out here at Unity Church, and they didn't have a preacher, and they said, "Would you say a few words?" So I I went out and preached, and there was Amos sitting with his wife, mm. and he died a little later, Jeez. and. Uh, and praise God, when you when you get desperate, you will turn to the Lord. But why wait till you get desperate? You're desperate now and don't know it. We're desperate for Jesus. Yeah. Okay, we're hungry. So seek the Lord while he can be found. Yeah. Call on him while he's near. Get your Bible out and start reading it in a serious way rather than just a casual way. And so you, ah, I read a chapter today. So what? may not even be thinking about it when you're reading mm. but think about it what does it mean and especially first john the first chapter and also the book of john those are the good entryways into the bible yeah. very good dad uh, thank you for sharing that and i want to uh, i love the challenge the, the way he left it just to reiterate you're driving down the road maybe just listening to a radio station here in this program you hear or you hear some random preacher on, on another station uh-huh. take seriously the word of god this yeah. could be your moment to turn to him and trust in the Lord and be saved. And it could be your last opportunity for that. So thank you, Dad. God bless you. Thanks for being an awesome pops in my life. You've been my hero all these years, and I'm honored to uh, call you Dad. Well, thank you. That, uh, you're, are you sure you mean that? <laughs> what you say next is very important to my self-image, Pop, so you better choose your words carefully. <laughs> yeah, well, listen, I've uh, always been proud of you, Stuart, that you have Jesus as your guide, as your Savior, and the Holy Spirit in you, and, and I just pray, God, through the Lord Jesus Christ and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit and, and the guidance of the Bible, you will do greater things, much greater stuff than I've ever done for Jesus Christ. So I pray for you every day that that'll happen. You can catch the complete conversation of Stu Jr. and Stuart Epperson Sr. at ChristianOutlook.com. Coming up, Kevin McCulloch. The world is a lesser place because Stuart Epperson is no longer with us. Uh, He helped guide and build Salem to become the number one family and faith-friendly network in the world. When the Christian Outlook returns in a moment. For more than a century, AM radio has evolved to meet the needs of our community. In their car, at home, or on the job, more than 80 million listeners depend on AM radio each month. AM radio is also the backbone of the emergency alert system, which keeps us safe in dangerous times. It's reliable, free, and public safety depends on it. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress we need AM radio in cars. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. Welcome back to the Christian Outlook. I'm Scott Furrow. The life of Stuart Epperson is, of course, a classic American success story. But the gifts and graces and the spiritual passion that mark him put him in a unique category of major media owners. He never really retired. Yes, time and age slowed him down, but he never retired. Here's Kevin McCullough, my colleague at AM570 The Mission in New York City. I've always had somewhat of a distant relationship with Mr. Epperson. Uh, he was the uh, president and chairman of the board of a, of a big company and lived in a different part of the country than I did. But I did have a few chances to have some up-close time with him. And I just wanted to give you some of my thoughts on that. Um, in fact, one of the first people I reached out to when I heard that 
Stu Sr., as we called him around the company, had passed away was his son, Stu Jr., and I texted him immediately. I remember having a private conversation with Stu Sr. that it went a lot of different places. He was very passionate about working with young men, particularly in the inner city, and had in later years decided to spend a, a great focus of his life doing this, mentoring young men that needed mentors. He was very burdened by the idea that the country had become a very unsafe place for fatherless boys and that as we continued to raise generations of them, we were only going to repeat the mistakes that were being made over and over again. And so in a time of life when a lot of other people were pulling out the golf clubs and going on long vacations, especially if they were super successful as Stuart was, he decided to do very, very different things. He got involved in uh, on a local level uh, with the opportunity to mentor young people, and then he became a passionate advocate for that across the country. And as I told Stu Jr., his son, I texted him and I said, I want you to know that I'm praying for you, and I know that you probably know this, but you're a great testimony to your dad's belief in God. His son, Stu Jr., runs a a radio network of his own. He's also a stockholder for the Salem Communications uh, Company and is someone who is effervescently in love with the Lord. Anywhere he goes, he he can't wait to share a, a good news, a positive word about what Jesus can do in their life. And I think that's a real testimony to a father who built into him the love for God, and now whose uh, legacy is being passed on through his kids into yet another generation. The world is a lesser place because Stuart Epperson is no longer with us. Uh, He helped guide and build Salem to become the number one family and faith-friendly network in the world. And I think he will be only more proud of where the company goes as it continues to grow into the world of the digital, the streaming, the online. But in the meantime, uh, we, we do miss him, and we do send our thoughts and love and prayers to the uh, Epperson family at this time, as we have lost a giant, not only in our industry, but in the, uh, in the church world as well. That concludes our program today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to mention it to a friend. You can find this special episode at ChristianOutlook.com. While you're there, take a moment to subscribe to our podcast, Our program has been brought to you in part through the partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. For executive producer Russell Shubin and producers David Pushan and Wilbert Flores, I'm Scott Furrow. Join us again next time for The Christian Outlook.